What what week is it? Twenty eight. So what do you want to do? I don't know. We don't have an intro yet. Welcome, everybody, to the Glacier Gamble podcast. This is episode number 28 of our sports section. Uh, I am Michael Glazier. This is Joe Reibolt, and we have some good stuff for you today. We're going to start with some NBA, move on to the NFL. We got LeBron James' birthday, uh, some other basketball news that's not too big. Uh, we got NFL Hall of Fame news. We got Minnesota Vikings news with Brian O'Neill, Justin Jefferson, Mike Zimmer. Uh, rest in peace, John Madden. We're going to talk about that for a bit. And then I have a question or a topic I'd like to talk about with Sean McVay. And then we have a Hall of Fame discussion outside of that with the NFL. So first thing, like we like to normally do, start with the basketball, start with uh, the NB of A's. Uh, first, Minnesota Timberwolves. So right now, all-star voting's going on. Right. D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns are currently that, have. That's who the that's who the Wolves are promoting. I, I don't know why Jake Lehman's not on there, but or Jalen Noel or uh, Greg Monroe. Yeah. But All six of those guys have. Personally, I don't think D'Angelo Russell should be all there. It should just be Ant or Cat should be getting votes. Right. I uh, mean. A team. Okay, so like, um, obviously those are the players. That's like those are that's who the NBA thinks of when they think of the Wolves is Cat and Anthony Edwards. I mean, I get it. D'Angelo was a former All Star, and in my opinion, he's kind of the the Wolves All Star. Like, right, I feel like we I mean, he got a we, big welcome party. He, we had they had an event when he joined the team, so he's supposed to be like a big name. He's supposed to be part of the big three of the Wolves, and he is, and he is. Um, I think that he's more important to the Wolves. Than the NBA thinks like the sure. like, um, so like the NBA probably thinks that like he's useless compared to Cat and Ant when when in actuality like the spacing and like the shot making and everything is five hundred times better when Daniel's on the floor. But I get what you're saying. I would I'd pr- I would imagine if Cat would be there for the name and the stats, Anthony Edwards would be there for the big dunks. Stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear you. He's a former all-star. The Wolves are pushing him, you know. Yeah, I, I get why they're pushing him. But if I am, uh, as if I look at it from an objective fan point of view, I don't think Anthony Ruff, uh, An- D'Angelo Russell. Oh, Anthony yeah. Russell. Just right, like, just combine uh, him. Uh, yeah, I think if I, if I was just an objective fan, I don't think D'Angelo Russell is an all-star, all-star right. this year. Sure. But I did want to bring that up. Oh goodness! Whew. I'm sure the Heat are like doing the same thing with like Jimmy Lowry, um, at Adebayo. The yeah, last Timberwolves so. topic I wanted to mention was so Greg Monroe. They brought him out because you know COVID taking the NBA by storm, and yeah, for some reason the Wolves having all of their starters out plus three more bench players, um, and there's no postponement, but um, yeah. Well, hard and sick. Greg and... Monroe broke a record. Oh, I saw that. Greg Monroe broke a record. What record he was, was that? the 571st NBA player to play this year, which is the oh. most in NBA history in the <laughs> yeah. season. Yeah. So, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves for every like, records. It's like for every two players there is, they have to sign one or something like that. So, yeah. And I did want to ask you: Is Greg Monroe the best big man of all time for the Timberwolves? I mean, it's got to be Darko Milicic, 
is up nope. there. Andre Kirilenko was power forward. Kirilenko was up there, yeah. Nope. Nope. I mean, I, I mean, you think of our old centers and like the the good ones, you know, like um, like Old Candy was all right. Uh, <laughs> no, you got Rosho Nesterovic, right? Rosho Nesterovic go Leitner. way back. Leitner, uh, Pekovic was a Peck beast was when he was healthy. Yep. Craig Smith um, Al- technically played center. Al Jefferson was good. So Mark Madsen. Yeah, six eight. Mark Madsen. Uh, <laughs> the Mad I don't dog. know. We've never really had like a like a dominating center. Like but... right, KG wasn't the center. Cat doesn't dominate. So yeah. But yeah, I, I obviously I was joking. But uh, yeah, Greg Monroe, great. And, oh, yeah, uh, he, I I I obviously the the dynamic of having a guy that's actually like 611 300 pounds is adds to your team it's crazy it's good passer too good passer can't teach size yeah weird yeah he's i don't know he still looks like he's still got some so he hasn't been out that long and two and a half years well i mean there's joe johnson yeah. I mean, there was what was it? The longest there was players that came back. The le- the longest they haven't played was four and a half or five years. Yeah. So in that, I mean, he's playing sense, big three too, though. Joe Johnson was playing big three, and he's basically the MVP for like two seasons of big three. The we do have two last pieces of basketball basketball news. Uh, first is so we talked about LeBron James wanting to swap out Russell Westbrook hopefully or you know or do something get rubio trade Kevin trade, trade russ was uh trending the other day yeah well and he was it was trending because of last i think it was last night this is recorded on thursday uh he had he's the turnover leader in the league right now by just so much and he had his triple double but he missed two layups during the game, including one that was unguarded on the baseline, I lo- I watched that one. Yeah, there was nobody the, there, and after he missed, he he was looking for a foul, but there was no one around him. It wasn't the uh, it wasn't the game that the Lakers won when him and LeBron both had triple doubles. I think it was like the game after that. Oh uh, well, yeah, it was this one because no one was no one's no one's talking when the Lakers win, but as soon as the Lakers. Slip a game, then it's like get Westbrook. And Russ was po- in positive for the plus minus. It's just he makes huge mistakes. Yeah. And so, but anyway, we talked about how they like Russ is an issue for them. I don't know if he really is. I think if they had AD, they'd be winning more, and people wouldn't be talking as much. Well, LeBron shouldn't have pushed Jaden McDaniels into his knee. So that yeah, exactly. They also shouldn't be playing LeBron 38 minutes, but they have to, and they should have built the team smarter around him. But they can't. <laughs> the Austin Reeves has been was doing well, but now he's in COVID protocol because he's either very sick or unvaccinated and still symptomatic because he's been out longer than anybody I know for COVID. You see that uh, Patty Mills scored like 34 points in a Nets win the other night? Yeah, That was the first person I said they should have got. That was Lakers. Patty Mills and Buddy Heald, man. That's what we were saying. Patty Mills, Buddy Heald. If they had Patty Mills, this would be a completely different Lakers team. He'd be starting for them right now. Would have been smart. Even getting a guy like Doug McDermott, something just... That even that is better than what they have now. Just a scorer, like yep. someone that can just score besides LeBron. Like, yep. uh, the Hawks were looking to trade uh, DeAndre Hunter or Cam Reddish. One it was of those like two. Cam Reddish last year. Yeah. yeah. Cam Reddish who had like what was it forty three or something like that. 
<laughs> Could have got Cam Reddish. Oh man. But anyway, they wanted to they wanted to make a change. The Lakers are apparently looking to make a change. Well, one of the guys we talked about that they wanted was Ricky Rubio. Yep. Ricky Rubio uh took a bad fall slash, you know, got injured, immediately called for medical attention because he knew yeah. something bad happened. Yeah. I believe they said he tore his ACL. Torn ACL, yeah. yeah. So it takes me back to after he's like tripping triple double. He has like 27 points. Yeah. <laughs> he's just going. Yeah, nuts. no, he has torn his ACL before. Um, yep. When, when rest, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant uh, ran in, they collided in these yeah. in a game and he went down. But um, I still will, I will die on the hill of Ricky Rubio still underrated. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we saw it firsthand in the, in that, uh, Wizards game, however long ago, yep. John Wall had like five. And the points. fact that he went three years in a row of being the number one ISO defender, yeah, at the point, or whatever. No, it's not good, not good. But so obviously they're not going to go for Rubio now. But apparently, Shamsharanya broke the news today. The Lakers are looking. The Cleveland Cavaliers are wanting Rajon Rondo. They are looking to trade for Rajon Rondo. Um, normally, you would think, and they, the reason that they are looking for that is because of Rubio's injury. Normally you would think, oh, maybe Rubio for Rondo. Like, if Rubio was injured, but if or wasn't injured, but if he wasn't injured, they wouldn't be looking for Rondo. Uh, so, is it going to be a Kevin Love for Ray John Rondo? I don't think that's really fair for the Cavs, to be honest, because Kevin Love still has some in him. Right. But the Lakers, you know, they really want Kevin Love. The Lakers need shooting. Kevin Love would just become almost like a stretch three on the Lakers roster it would be he would have such a weird role on the Lakers because right. they're built yeah because it's he's either playing small ball center which he's not going to want to do that's a lot of a lot of work and he doesn't seem like a work worker right no, now no and they have not guys like, like they brought in guys like Dwight and they still are adamant on playing DeAndre Jordan for some reason <laughs> so they have guys that center they want to pick and then when AD comes back, Kevin Love's not going to be like, oh yeah, I want to be a stretch four off the bench. Sounds right. one, like he's going to, so why don't they just build like the they just, back when they when they ran two bigs, okay, they ran two bigs, um, it was what, it was Dwight and AD yeah. when they ran that and so essentially they had Anthony Davis at the four they ran like a traditional lineup Right, like they had LeBron was playing point guard, but like they had a. Did I just had, say they had Dwight? They don't have him anymore, right? Pretty sure they don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I said that. That's, that's not bad. But they're adamant on playing DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not a good <laughs> at all. Yeah, but I agree what you were saying there. They they could run a just a double big in like. Could you imagine Russ, LeBron, <laughs> your bit, your rest of your team is Kevin Love, Anthony Davis, and DeAndre Jordan? That's just yeah. like the tallest lineup in right. basketball. Well, no, I mean, I wouldn't play. I'd play AD at the five, but then I'd play Kevin Love at the four, LeBron at the three. If you want to play Russ, Russ and Caleb were teammates in college. So, yeah, I agree. I think that's, and then they've been liking Elite Monk a lot. Do you run? Because especially if they get rid of Rondo, someone who can be, shoot. I mean, right. It'd be. So, and THT is not their shooter. He's 0 for yeah. 14 in the last <laughs> Like He is not doing, he's regressed huge. Maybe like a, maybe like a Buddy Heald or uh, Patty Mills. I just, yeah, one of those guys. Uh, it'll be their starting lineup. If the Lakers make the playoffs, their starting lineups could be like Isaiah Thomas, Russell Dude, no, he just signed a, Isaiah Thomas just signed a 10 day with the Mavs now. 
Yeah, he's gonna go all over. I don't know what the Lakers are gonna do. I, we said it last week. I don't think there's anything they're going to be able to do. And uh, I do think Kevin Love makes them better if they trade Rondo for Kevin Love. But yeah, but the salaries don't match. Right at so all. Who, so who do the so. who do the Lakers have to throw in with it? Is it and do the Cavs want anything that the Lakers throw with it? And if not, who are the Cavs trading Rondo for? All right. broke the news that like he always does. Cavs want Cavs are adamant on going for Ray John Rondo. Um, I have no idea how that trade gets done. I just don't. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe the Cavs offer to buy out some of the salary and then it works. I, I have no idea. That's really all I got. Not uh, a ton going on in basketball. Christmas games happen. I want them to bring in ugly sweater Christmas jerseys. I saw those. I thought that was that's it's that'd be Steph, sick. Hit, Steph hit three thousand threes, which. Shocker, but um... oh, no, shit. Oh, no, shit. well, then let's just move on to football. Uh, first thing, let's start off with the saddest news of football. John Madden got into everybody's life, whether it's broadcasting, you play video games. If you watched football, you've heard John Madden. If you watched Saturday Night Live, you or like if you are Mad TV, or you saw Frank Caliendo do his impression. Uh, if you, you do ever, a pretty good John Madden impression yeah, yourself. Yeah, I do do a solid John Madden. Out of Obama, respect, I will. I do. Yeah, Bill Clinton. You've got a. You got a couple. I've got a, a wide that voice variety. actor in you that wants to. It's so fun. Impressions are fun, but out of respect, I will hold my John Madden back today for, for another day. Um, I heard some guys on the radio talk about it, and they did not hold back their impressions. They were all trying to do their impressions up. I will be. I will try to not as respect not but, be distasteful yeah exactly like i saw somebody make a joke about it five minutes after the news was posted i saw a meme of john madden's death with five minutes yeah there's we've we've been there we've made our we've made our dark joke i have some dark humor and you know i i might have found that joke that i saw funny but i would have the respect to not have posted it True. I would have I would have waited. But anyway, John Madden, one of the most legendary people in football history. He passed away at the age 85. And yeah, it's I was when I read that, I was like, that is I didn't it was just one of those ones I didn't believe it. I was it's like Demarius Thomas. DT, yeah. And then John Madden. It's just any football death, especially from when now it's these guys that I've seen growing up or these guys that my dad told me about and I watched and like John Madden revolutionized the sport of football because Madden, the game Madden genuinely can teach you about football. There's former NFL players that are talking about how when they wanted to teach people how to play football, when they wanted to learn the X's and O's, they genuinely said, go play some Madden. Sure. So like it teaches you football. Uh, they were originally going to put that when they originally were going to make Madden and he wanted, they were going to attach his name to it. They said that the video game standards right now would only be able to accommodate nine versus nine football. And he said, you can't have nine versus nine football. Otherwise, the original Madden was going to have nine versus nine. And so he kept to his standards there. So he made it 11 on 11 football happen. Uh, he he just he did so much. He was also uh a big pioneer when it came to CTE studies. He was huge into making sure that people, you know, knew. He believed that if you had a concussion, even in the early 90s, he believed he had a concussion that you should sit out the rest of the game minimum, even though 
and his reasoning was because if a boxer gets a concussion, they can't box for like two weeks or whatever it is. So he just, he had a huge impact on football, both on and off the field, just like Demarius Thomas. And so I just, I was super sad because impressions I'm a fan of. So I thought I had John Madden connection there. The video game, huge connection there. And when I think football, when I'm watching the cast and you think, if I'm watching the game, I hope the casters make me have fun. I hope the broadcasters make me have fun. And I really haven't had fun watching football from a broadcaster standpoint. Really Madden, Madden or uh, Manning, Monday Night Manning is getting there. It's kind of fun. But John Madden made you have fun watching it. And I haven't really had any other broadcasters. A lot of radio guys keep the fun. But on TV, a lot of those guys just don't have the John Madden energy. Sure. It would be really nice if they did. Yeah, it's comparable to, uh, you know, DT and DT and John Madden is uh, like what it's done or what it's meant to like the NFL world is similar to like Chadwick and like the Marvel world. It's oh, like for sure. It's up there. Yeah, it's so. huge. It's, it's huge. Somebody who pioneered something in their field that they died too early to Marius Thomas or they passed on and left a huge shoe to like shoes to fill like john madden so yeah anyway rest in peace to them we can move on from the super sad topic and uh let's jump into do you want to do some vikings news next or do you want to do the sean mcveigh topic i had or well, i don't know what the sean mcveigh thing is, you want so, to know sean mcveigh sure. uh, so i was thinking everybody hires from sean yeah McVay. i think good looking coaches is a good way to go it's a good start um yeah, yeah, he's very good looking, very young, very Matt you know, energetic. Energetic. Cliff Kingsbury. Well, Matt, Matt LaFleur is not really energetic. He's just kind of. Right, but Sean McVay. Yeah, like right. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, the like young, attractive. He has some coaches. weird mannerisms. Sean McVay? No, Cliff. Yeah, Cliff is very strange. He's also yeah. is like a big Instagram guy. Uh, he has one. Very odd. He brought up his Instagram followers while trying to recruit free agents. So he's a very, very yeah. off guy. I'm a fan right, hit, of the Cardinals, hit, but... Hit me with it. Okay, so Sean McVay. Everybody wants to hire from the Sean McVay tree. Okay? Everybody's like, okay, you talked to Sean McVay, you worked with Sean McVay. People, oh, you worked with Sean McVay, and you worked with the guy, the guy who worked with Sean McVay. A lot of guys are getting hired. I was watching a clip of Sean McVay talking on the sidelines with his players embracing his wide receivers telling them like it's a good game i'm gonna make sure to get you in on the next play you made a good catch like just super personable when it came when it was like outside of football and he was even just like being a good human being and i retweeted that and i don't know if you saw it i think you liked it but it was it was most of your stuff if i can if i see it it was just i just said that you can hire yeah i saw yeah you can hire anybody from that tree but none of those guys are going to guarantee you this relationships with these players sure well so cam Akers is coming back right he's going to get he's going to get very minimal time but it's going to lead into the playoffs and then hopefully he'll be uh, so uh, i was i was reading into some nfl you know laws rules just doing research how like i normally do nfl pension laws Uh, in order to qualify for an additional year of retirement wages to get the full benefits you have to play for at least three games Uh, apparently sean because cam Akers was on a great path sean payton pioneered to make sure that cam sean payton sean payton god no sean mcveigh pioneered to make sure that Cam Akers was activated 
as soon as he could by when they found out he was available to play, they activated him because now since he is considered available for the final three games of the season, he gets a full year's worth of pension added on to his retirement. Right. And I was just, it just, it's another example of him caring about his players as a human being. It's, it's just like any other work environment when your bosses care about the employees and they show that they care. All of a sudden, the workplace, the the oh yeah, efficiency goes. Hundred uh, percent. I yeah. I believe I believe in that, but nobody nobody <laughs> nobody calls corporations. In nobody does that. Nobody right. does that. You get a it's decent always... wage, and you treat people like human beings. When they're having an off day, maybe the manager picks up, lets them go home, but then they still get paid for the whole day. That person is way less likely to ever call in, even though they're not sick. And like Sean, Sean McVay, everything he does, it's his players are at a human being level. Yes, he's a genius. Yes, he can recall the names of the plays that he played in high school when he was coaching high school football. All that aside, you are not getting a Sean McVay coach. Like you are not getting Sean McVay no matter what. Whoever worked with him does not have that right. relationship. And I just, yeah, I, I wanted to talk about Sean McVay because if every coach treated their players the way he treated them, treated football as if, yes, it's a business, but they all, everybody always says, oh, you're working with grown men. This is a they're grown ass men. That's why Urban Meyer didn't work as a coach because he treated it like college and he thought he could have full control. That's the exact opposite of Urban Meyer is Sean McVay. Right. It's if he, if you, if he cares about one thing more than winning, it's to make sure his players are happy where they are yeah. Stafford worked Stafford ended up going to the Rams because he spent uh he went to the beach Sean McVay was there and they had such a good time relationship wise talking that's what made him decide he wanted the Rams yeah. like it's just so Vikings somebody that are probably going to get a head coach new head coach they might look into oh the Sean McVay tree the Bill Belichick tree you're not getting these coaches no matter what like, right it's if you want you want to get these guys like I've heard Matt Rule is very similar when it comes to player relationship. Matt Rule can have the iron fist, but if you went up to him and said, "Hey, I have a problem," <laughs> iron fist. Um, if I have a problem, he says, "Okay, let's talk about it. Let's try to figure it out. If it's off right. the field, let's work it out." I just go ahead and hire all these players or these coaches. Unless you get the actual coach themselves, you're not getting that. You're not getting this yeah. relationship. And I don't mean to oh. like just. I'm, I kind of feel like I'm rambling a little bit. Well, but. No, I think I think is there is there assistants and other coaches in the NFL that do the things that Sean McVay do? I'm sure there are, but yeah. there the odds of you getting that person or thinking of that person or finding that person outside of like the like the, I don't know the media and like oh these are the top fits like yeah. Like, uh, what Doug Doug Peterson, Doug Peterson, He's Brian Dable, yeah. Eric Bieniemy, like all these, you know, all these people. Um, what the McDaniel's of the Patriots, Patriots. So like yeah. all those guys that have always been like, oh, they're the next ones, you know. So all because their team's successful. Yeah, it's what so, they do is oh, their offense is successful, their quarterback successful. So the quarterback coach must be good, right? As opposed to. Like if it were me, if I were the Vikings, I would talk to the Packers offensive line coach. However, I don't know what he's like as a person. 
the right. Packers offensive line is never bad. They're always like great guys off the yeah, field. I mean, so you get just... um. So like for instance, you're not gonna find when you get these like young younger either younger coaches or like specific coaches that do really good. Like Andre Patterson is one of these guys that like has a great relationship with everybody. He's very well respected. Our new wide receiver coach, Keenan, Keenan McCardell. Yeah, McCardell. Yeah. So he's been amazing. Like everyone's been like, we like him. He's personable. He's young. He's obviously doing really well with the wide receivers. So like you're gonna find a bunch of these guys, but they're not gonna be Sean McVay or they like yet. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So I mean it's it's hard to wish for that, especially like from that tree. Like maybe they're just successful in that tree because of Sean McVay. Sure. Um, yeah, they they learned of- the X's and O's, but where they lack is the personable. So the right. reason that they're not successful when they switch teams is they don't have that relationship anymore because yes, they have the ability to teach their coaches and assistant coaches X's and O's, they don't have the bandwidth to be able to handle relationships with the players like Sean McVay seems to be able to. And like Sean McVay, Sean McVay wouldn't necessarily be successful in every other organization, much as like Bill Belichick's successful in his organization, but he wouldn't necessarily be successful somewhere else. Right. So like, yeah. So like you're going to get, you have to find the person that's, that's, that's your, like, that's your coach. Right. Yeah. Tomlin Part of in, it is has some. There's some luck in basically everything. Yeah. Tomlin in Pittsburgh. That's that's a, a good one. Ravens. Harbaugh. Ravens. Yeah, Harbaugh. Uh, Bill, Belichick. Andy Reid. You know, like there's um, countless, countless people that have been there a long time. Pete Carroll. Well, I mean, he's much. He's, he's very similar to a Zimmer situation, but they came in at the same time too. So. Right. Um, but yeah, I just think that's what makes Sean McVay special. Sure. want to talk about that. Uh, instead of jumping into the Vikings talk, let's talk <laughs> about a couple of the other stuff first, because then we'll do Vikings into like the matchups. Yeah. First thing, Hall of Fame finalists for 2021 have been announced. They are Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Rondé Barber, Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, Devin Hester, Torrey Holt, Andre Johnson, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, Bryant Young. I think all I honestly I think all those guys are Hall Hall of Famers eventually. Honestly, the one there's a couple on there that I'm not sure make it this year, just because I just I don't I don't know I don't think they will. I don't think they not necessarily that they weren't good enough to be first ballot. It's just I just don't think they will vote wise. Like I don't like Jared Allen himself says he doesn't think he'll make it. Like he didn't think he when he was asked, "Will you do you think you'll be first ballot?" He said no. Yeah, and he wasn't his last year, right? It was his right. first Trump. So I, I don't know. I think Tory Holt could probably wait another year. I mean, Devin Devin Hester is the one that pops out to me. To me, Devin Here. Hester should get in. Um, honestly, there's a couple like Rondé Barber. I was a huge fan of, but that doesn't necessarily mean he deserves to make the Hall of Fame yet. I thought he was good enough to. Uh, Demarcus Ware. All oh, these guys are good enough too. That's why they're finalists. Right. So it's just... I don't think Demarcus Ware. He had great numbers, and he was a good person off the field, which helps. But was he one of those big name guys? Like, right. honestly, Zach Thomas, I think, should this year. I think Zach Thomas is super underrated. I think he should. Patrick Willis, I think it's too early for him. I think because he retired so early, he's going to have to wait to get in the Hall of Fame early, even though he was good enough. Right. And then obviously yeah, they have cur- some offensive tackles. Defensive curious tackles. to see. Curious to see how it shakes out. But H- Hester is one of those guys that's like, he's the best at what he does. So if like- I have to pick three from this class 
that ha- that I would say should get in this year. Devin Hester, Zach Thomas, Richard Seymour. I think that's that's probably the three I would take. And I feel bad because guys like Willie Anderson, Tony Baselli, Bryant Young are were good enough. Right. Like that, those are the three that jump off the page to me. Is Devin sure. Hester, Richard Seymour, and Zach Thomas. Like they just jump off the most. So. Sure. Um, wanted to mention that. Uh, they're all good enough, though. It'll be fun to see who makes it in. Let's go to Vikings talk before we do our matchups. Let's go. Let's go. First thing. Brian O'Neill has paid almost has gone almost 800 passing snaps in a row without allowing a sack, and he did not make the Pro Bowl. He was our pick for the Pro Bowl when we did the uh, yeah yeah so almost 800 snaps. He's at 758 passing snaps in a yeah. row without allowing a sack. So, yeah, I like when he got his contract and people were like, who, who is this guy? Holy like, overpay. The, yeah. uh, when the NFL posted their announcement of the extension, the first reply with like a thousand likes, holy overpay. Still think that's overpaid? I don't think he was like the one. He is the best person on the line since he's joined. Yeah. So, since he got in there, he's, the, he's been the best person we've had. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's sick. First of all, that's we need more linemen to perform like that. Considering right. that's the side Khalil Mack lines up on, that's the side Preston Smith lines up on. Right. That's just like, yeah, I give some of those guys haven't been playing every day or like they haven't been there every game, but right. these are the guys he's going up against and he's yeah, not allowing I mean, a sack. You know, Miles Garrett bounces around, Aaron Donald bounces around. Um, you know, these guys move these top tier guys move around yep. and it's just it's he went up against nick bosa day. yeah well we know how that went yeah uh, uh nick bosa with a nice cheap shot to him there yeah and back back in the day but um yeah no seeing someone see one of these top these elite guys go up against brian o'neill compared to derisaw who hasn't seen as many like looks as him yeah um and I don't think Darius bad at all. I think Darius probably the second best lineman we have. For sure, I would say so. Um, it's it's like night and day. Brian O'Neill can hold his own versus versus anybody. Oh yeah, so. I agree. There's another young stud for the Vikings though. Justin Jefferson has now the most receiving yards in his first two seasons in NFL history. Last week we talked about it. That was for Vikings history. Joe was correct. Yeah. This is for NFL. Um, I mentioned it because uh, I think Jamar Chase is going to beat it. Yeah. They were on the same team. Joe Burrow had both of those guys to him. Oh, man, that's insane. But uh, I I think Jamar Chase, as the seasons go on, that's a record that I think will easily get broken. Jalen Waddle has a chance to get there. Waddle's got the receptions, though. That's the thing. It's it's like receptions for sure. Justin Jefferson, his rookie season, had like no catches but so many yards. Yeah, he had a lot of yards, not that many touchdowns, but Waddle's got like last time when I was watching the Dolphins game, he had like 96 or 97, and Anquan has 101. So, yeah, Waddle will beat the reception record for sure. Right. I think Jamar Chase is going to get there for yards. Sure. Just because he's he's Joe Burrow's number one target already as a rookie, even though they have so many other good weapons. Joe Mixon's still the second highest producing running back for yards, yet yeah. Jamar Chase is still going nuts. So I think that that's a record that won't stand, but it's still impressive. The last bit of Vikings news before we jump into Vikings versus Packers is broken this morning, according to Fox Sports North. 
Uh, the Minnesota Vikings plan on moving on from Mike Zimmer after the season, no matter the result of the season. Unless that's a Super Bowl. That They said no matter the result. I don't know. I think that's the only thing that could save his job. Yeah, I think even if they made the playoffs, even if they made, beat one game of the playoffs, the playoffs, yeah, yeah. Unless, like without a Super Bowl, you're still gone. Unless it's a Super Bowl, you're gone. Yeah, yeah. even if you make it to the Super Bowl, I think you're still gone. Yeah, like, I agree. I think it has to be a Super Bowl win. Right. So uh, sounds like this will be Zimmer's. This will most likely be next week. Will probably be Zimmer's last game. Yeah. yeah, I get there's still a chance for the Vikings to make the playoffs. I just yeah. don't see that happening. It's like an 11% chance, whatever it is. But We got we to gotta win the next two games, and Philadelphia has to lose one of the next two. But Which, which Packers Are we going to make that many noise? Hey, that's, that was one of Kirk's best games. But right. knowing our head coach, knowing our offensive coordinator, I don't think Kirk's going to put up the, like, 350 and four that he – did against right. the Packers. So. Um, I did just want to mention, I think Mike Zimmer has done a good job. I do not yep. think Mike Zimmer has done a bad job as a head coach. Um, I did say it for years. Mike Zimmer is one of those guys. He's like a low-level worker that you promote to manager, and they just aren't – you thought that they were the best entry-level worker you've had, so they might probably be a good manager. I think he was an incredible defensive coordinator for the Bengals, and I just don't think – his abilities can be like good enough at head coach. I just don't think he's quite. I, 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 see, I see it similar. I see like this is this is where Mike Zimmer is, but like the NFL is like changing. Yeah. Right? So yeah. like Zimmer's still going like this, but the NFL is still moving. So. Sure. And so like I, I do think Zimmer did a good job. And I, when it comes to Vikings coaches in history, like. I'd probably take Zimmer over Mike Tice. I'd probably take Zimmer over Brad Childress. I'd probably take Zimmer over Leslie Frazier. I, like, Zimmer's not a bad um, – obviously, Bud Grant will take him sure. instead. But when it comes to Vikings coaches, Mike Zimmer is one of the best we've had. So I do want to say I think he did a great job, and I do think he'll get another job. Yeah, it'll probably be as defensive coordinator, but I think he'll right. be a defensive coordinator for another team. By the end of the offseason, he might get a defense coordinator position before the Vikings hire a head, different head coach. Yeah, I can see that for sure. So I do think he's great. Um, if a they... team with a good set of line, a team with a like elite linebackers that I don't think Zimmer's like the corner guru that everyone pegs him as. Agreed. Um, I think I think he's a better safety his... coach than he is a corner coach. Yeah, I think his strength is in his linebackers because they do most of the weird like. Um, like shows and stuff like that. So like fake blitzes. He's, a, he's back, very so. good at coaching up edge rushers and safeties, but he needs the linebackers to be in place and he needs the corners to be in place. So I'm not sure we could probably talk about what teams fit that, but we can leave that. Um, I think Zimmer will find a position though. And uh, yeah. as long as the Vikings make a smart choice with head coach, it's still going to be hard to beat what Zimmer's done. And uh, yeah, I, I, I personally think, He's probably not watching, but thank you, Zimmer. I think you did a great job. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. You mentioned the Packer or the Vikings have to have the Eagles lose in Eagles order have to lose one of the next one two. of the next two. They play the Washington yeah. football team this week, so they might win. They might lose. You never know. I think yeah. they win that game, but still, yeah. Vikings, however, play the Packers in Lambeau. They have to win this week and win against First Chicago next week. Yeah, yep. uh, in Lambeau is what makes it seem impossible i was yeah. listening to local radio local sports show and they said 
because it's the Minnesota Vikings, we will win in oh, yeah. Lambeau. Yep. I heard the same thing. Yeah. Get destroyed against the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> just because, Fields will be probably out to be fools again. Right. It'll just because that's Vikings. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Like if I had to bet money on it, I'd be like, absolutely not. I'm taking the Packers this week. Yeah. I just, I just don't see the Vikings able to because the Packers are still playing for something. The Packers still have a chance to give up the number one seed, so they still yeah. have to basically win out because the the Bucks are right on their tail. The Cardinals. The only are too thing far that back. um the only thing that kind of concerns me in the Packers front is they they lost by they won by two points to the Browns and Baker threw four interceptions. Yeah, Baker threw three interceptions and the fourth one should have been defensive pass interference. It's because the Packers, Packers, no matter how good the Packers are and appear to be. They're as a run defense. They have yet to bolster their run defense in the past couple of years. They just they still can't they still get beaten by physical teams. If the Vikings can play physical, I think the way you do that is you run Dalvin 25 carries, you give well, Madison Dalvin, 15 carries, Dalvin's you give Bam five carries. Games. Dalvin's last two games in Lambeau, it's like 354 yards and four touchdowns. So. Right. They have a very difficult time stopping the run, which is why I also think you give a sweep to, you know, KJ. You run Kenne at the slot and then give him yeah. a sweep or something. Run, play yeah. like a Debo there. You, I think you run the double tight end sets. You, it's That's the way the Packers is. Keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, which is always going to help. But a big thing is you have, to, you have to run it up. And not just run against them. You have to scheme good runs. Yeah, it's you can't just hand like, off up the middle. Yeah. You have to pull a guard hand off to the right it's but almost you did motion. Like, like, it's almost like the viking strength is establishing the run and then hitting them with play action over the top but it'd be nice to see that it would be nice and i do i, I do think because the vikings do run out of shotgun a lot and pistol i wouldn't mind seeing dalvin to the right ham to the left you know you run ham goes on in motion to the right Hike it, and then you got two lead blockers. You got Conk, you got right. Ham, and, and you got and Dalvin. Kirk, and Kirk runs it. And then Kirk runs it behind those three and Ezra pulled. So you just you got all of them just leading the way like a wedge formation. <laughs> Pretty sure wedges aren't allowed in blocking schemes anymore, but still, you got it. Like, that's what you got to do. So White Lamar. White Lamar's, you gotta, you gotta trust in White Lamar. I do. Do I think the Vikings can beat the Packers? Yeah, I think they the already Vikings did this year, anybody, but it's in Lambo. Also, um, it's projected to be one of the coldest games in Lambo history. Yeah, I know. Zimmer says had a lot. Out, uh, Zimmer had them out in uh, negative seven the other day. To prepare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the average touchdowns per game in games that are projected to be played in the temperature that the game Packers Vikings game is projected the average touchdowns per side in those games is 1.8 per side per side so um, the projected score would be something like 10 7 yeah yeah so it's if you you have to run it you ha- it's not going to be very easy to pass field goals are harder to kick with a cold ball it, i mean yeah. i hated kicking cold ones so yeah i mean that Crosby's always due for a miss anyway, so this yeah. just kind of adds to it. And the Vikings kickers, doesn't matter who it is. 
You could put. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could have Can't Vinatieri for there. the win from the 27 yards left hash. We, the Vikings could He's bring Vinatieri in, and he'd miss. He'd miss six in a row. Right. Greg Joseph has made all eight field goals today. <laughs> 27 yards. This is shortest one of the day. Left this hash. Wide left. Wide <laughs> left. He pulled it. Anyway, so yeah. So if I have to make a pick, taking the Packers. Don't want to, but have to take the Packers. I think take, uh, my heart. Uh, just because. Are you taking the Vikings? I'll take the Vikings. Oh my gosh. Oh my Get out of here. We'll, do it. we'll say <laughs> Vikings by five. That's an interesting number. Yeah. I'm going to go Packers by 11. And my bold prediction is Kirk Cousins sacked twice. Dalvin loses a fumble. Okay, my bold prediction is Kirk Cousins rushing touchdown. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think I think the Vikings are even though I need to get tough, and I think the, that's even Dalvin's going to fumble. No, Dalvin's going to get uh, 354 <laughs> yards and four touchdowns. Is what he's going to get. I'm okay with that. But yeah, so anyway, that's that's the predictions. For the Glazier gamble this week, this is not betting advice, but you know that's my picks. That's uh, let's move on to another NFC matchup, though one that has a huge weight, also with the Packers, because these teams both are vying for that number one seed as well. Cardinals versus Cowboys. Uh, honestly, the Cardinals, just like last year, have They're become. Skidding. A- they, yeah, they become they they start off one way and they finish completely different. Oh, they they start off two and five and they finish with a five game win streak. Oh, they start off seven and zero oh or whatever it was and now they're just it's I don't trust the Cardinals this game. I think I've picked them in every time we've talked about them and we've been right. So yeah. I think this game is the Cowboys. You have this is a perfect example of finesse versus strength then this cardinals are a really finesse team uh and i think the car the cowboys are just gonna be too much to handle the cow the cardinals probably just can't handle zeke plus pollard right i just don't think they can do it i think their d-backs are pretty good but so i think they can handle like cd like the, the star power at receiver that the cowboys have well, that's always the, what gets the focus. Honestly, this is one of those Zeke comeback games. Zeke, you're going to hear about Zeke. Right. And the Cowboys defense is just too good. Yeah. Kyler I mean, Murray's I, I, just I, falling off the face yeah. of the earth. Well, yeah, he's lost some weapons. Pretty sure he time, came off, like... came back too early. Pretty sure he came back too early. Based yeah. on watching him, he looks like somebody who is scared that whatever they hurt is going to get hurt again. Yeah. Even though he cracked off a 57-yard run the other week yeah i just i just but. don't trust oh, every time i watch him i'm like you that's not the way yeah he seems skittish yeah but. he actually yeah, ran, I think uh, that... his top speed was higher than jonathan taylor's top speed yeah just want to mention that as well yeah Fashion. uh Fashion. no I, I think the cowboys win um hopefully kyler murray out battles back uh, yeah. for fantasy purposes but um sure yeah sure. yeah I would say if I had a bold prediction, I'm going to steal from you and the Vikings Packers. I'm going to say Kyler Murray rushing touchdown. Uh, yeah, how about a couple of them? <laughs> I'm going to say mean? I'm going to say one. I'm going to say Kyler Murray rushing touchdown. I think it'll be play action to James Conner. They'll probably commit because Micah Parsons plays harsh. So I think Micah Parsons is going to bite on the play action to James Conner, and Kyler Murray is going to probably run in right. on the boot. I'll say um, Michael Gallup will get the first touchdown. First touchdown of the game, or just for the Cowboys? Yeah. For the Cowboys. All right. 
for for the Cardinals. <laughs> uh, and then our last game we want to talk about is another one that has huge weight, but this time for the AFC Raiders versus Colts. Colts are the MV- hot. MVP in that game. He's not an MVP. He's got 1,600 yards. It's a quarterback award. It's a quarterback award, and Derrick Henry didn't get it at 2,000. Jonathan Taylor has two games left, and he would have to get at least 200 yards a game. J-Train. Derrick Henry had like four games, five games with 200-plus yards last year and didn't get the MVP. So I don't care what Jonathan Taylor does. I wouldn't vote for Jonathan Taylor purely out of spite for not getting Derrick Henry in. So um, if I'm being honest, J-Train will get the cover. Get the Madden cover. Yeah, yeah that's something. No, he won't. John Madden will get the John Madden cover. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, uh, I think if I had to vote, probably Aaron Rodgers. But I think with the Raiders, Colts, the Colts are hot. Raiders are falling off a bit. This is another one of those. You're, these two teams are catching each other at different times. I think the Raiders offense is their strength versus the Colts defense, which is their strength is the big matchup because I think Jonathan Taylor won't be stopped. So it's whether or not the Raiders offense can keep up with the Jonathan Taylor scoring against the stout defense of the Colts. Yeah, but another thing is Wentz might not play, right? That's going to change it a little bit. I mean, uh, yeah. I think poor backup he, quarterback having nobody to rely on. I uh, know. Yeah. No offensive uh, but, line. I mean, it's, I mean, could you imagine, like, if you're in the fantasy football playoffs and you're going up against Michael Pittman and they got, like, the backup quarterback in, you know, like, you're you're happy, but at the same time, like, <laughs> it's tough for the... Uh... I, I I think the Colts win this one, and I, because I think the Colts are making the playoffs, so... I think the Colts, I think the Colts win, too. I they think have Colts a very win. similar kind of build to what the Vikings want to do, and that's run the ball and play defense, except we don't have a defense. Um, you ready but... for my bold prediction? Okay. Jonathan Taylor, three touchdowns. Okay. Is that it? That's that's my bold prediction is Jonathan Taylor, three touchdowns, whether that's three rushing or two rushing and a receiving. Let's say Renfro with nine catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. If you want Renfro to go off, just I'll keep him on my bench. If I start him, he's going to not do well. Just want to let you know. I determine whether Renfro does well or not. Really? What happens if you would have played Renfro last week? I am against you in the championship, but instead I'm <laughs> playing for third. Uh, it's all right. It happens. Uh, you, you had to play the. You had to play against the number one or the. Worst I had to play defense. against somebody who has Dak and Cowboys defense. I had to. I was. I was. I had a ninety percent chance to win, and uh, I was up by. 30 points or something like that something. yeah and then all of a sudden the cowboys defense scores 20 something Dak scores 20 something and i'm down by nine i'm like what the so you know it happens just last year i had to go against camara in the championship he's got six touchdowns this year i had to go up against cowboys and Dak. i just can't catch a break uh, all right i'm rooting for you it's fine and it's either yeah. it's either my brother wins the championship or you win the championships. You know, win win. But that, is it though? <laughs> is it? Is it I, obviously, I'm, I'm a, I'm a two root. times in three years, baby. It's yeah. a dynasty. You started out zero four this year. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you were like zero four. Now you're playing in the championship. Yeah. Just wanted to point that out to people. But anyway, that's all I got for football talk. Ooh, Bob. Uh, yeah. So that's all we got. Again, one more time, I do want to say rest in peace, John Madden. Um, for those of you that like Marvel movies, video games, we do have another section of our podcast. So feel free to check that out if you're interested. If you made it this far in the video, like, subscribe, really helps us out. 
If you're listening on Spotify, follow. Other than that, you all look great today. We will see you next week. GG. GG.